am, and uh, looking forward to spending the next two hours, 15 minutes with you as we get uh, ready for uh, Thursday night football. Going to be a good one tonight. When was the last time we said that about a Thursday night football game? I mean, let's be honest. Most of these games stink. And tonight's game, actually, for the first time in a while, Adrian, has me uh, intrigued a little bit with the Bengals and the Ravens uh, doing battle here in about uh, a little more than two hours from now from Baltimore. Poor Al Michaels, Steve, over the past couple weeks. I mean, think about it, Steve. I consider Al Michaels one of the goats uh, for sports broadcasting in history, and he's uh, pay, get pay, uh, getting paid all this money by Amazon right now to cover these god-awful games. Last week was Carolina and the Bears. I mean, it was just a disgusting game on Thursday night. None of these games have been good. He's getting uh, you know co- color analysts from Kirk Herbstreet, who even though he broadcasted games for all these guys when he's in uh, the ESPN and college football, he's not as good on the NFL broadcast, in my opinion, as he is in the college football world. Yet, he's not able to skip those games and just go straight to this one, Steve. They couldn't get the backup crews for the previous game and forcing Al Michaels to go to those previous games and not just highlight them here tonight. So, for Al Michaels, I am very happy for tonight's matchup of the Bengals and the Ravens. All right, listen. Before we get into this sob fest about Al Michaels, all right, um, and feeling sorry for the guy, let me tell you something. If you want to give me the worst games in football every year and pay me what you're paying Al Michaels, which is $15 million a year, I will gladly suffer through the worst garbage games that the NFL has to offer on Amazon on a Thursday night. So before we worry about Al Michaels and how sorry we are for the poor guy, please, he's making $15 million a year. So for that kind of money, hey, a mil- oh, it's, it's almost a million a week for crying out. It's an 18-week schedule. Yeah. Uh, Al Michaels can suffer through some garbage games to, uh, to, to get that kind of paycheck. So I, uh, I do not uh, feel sorry for the broadcast legend. Next week, Packers Lions. It also gets a little, uh, you know, exciting for the broadcasting legend Al Michaels. Uh, I still feel bad for him, Steve. Those, Why? No one should wa- have to watch Tyson Badgett go up against anybody uh, on a Thursday night. Why do you feel bad? I Why feel- do you feel bad for him? <laughs> because uh, I don't know if you could pay me that kind of money to to uh, cover Panthers one and eight last week versus Bears three and seven. Oh my God! You know, I, I, like I said. Fifteen million. I'm, I'm sure there'd be an exception. I'm sure there would be. I'm I'm joking right here. What would be uh, just out of curiosity for you? I mean, now again, you are still relatively young in your broadcast career because you're less than ten years into this, right? Right. Um. I mean, y- y- you would work for free if it meant an opportunity to do something. <laughs> you're hundred so like, percent right. So it's hard to really say. Like, what 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 kind of money would make you do something? You probably the answer would be none. Just Correct. to get me. Give me a game and, and you're having fun. That's just what it's all about. Okay, but if I'm Al Michaels' agent, I would be telling Amazon, I'm sorry, man, there's no way. There's no way whatsoever that Al Michaels is doing these games. Uh, he, he could do Ravens, Bengals. He could do Lions, Packers. Those are exciting matchups. But forget all those other games that are on Thursday night that have been so bad up to this point. I'm doing the UTEP basketball game tomorrow night. For, okay, t- for, t- for Teich. If I'm your agent. I'm even getting paid for this game. I hope my wife's not listening because she will not be happy about that. She's like, well, please, if you're not going to be home, you better at least get a paycheck to bring home and not just uh, do it for nothing. I'm getting paid something. I just don't know for sure what uh, what I'm getting paid. I, I think I'm getting paid, um, you know, uh, I mean, it's even I don't want to mention the number because it's embarrassing and I feel like I'm embarrassed to even mention it. I feel embarrassed for 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 UTEP and like, you know, like to disclose what I would get paid. But let's just say I get paid about the same amount of money to do a radio show live as I think I'm going to do for this ball game tomorrow night. So there's really a chance to call a little UTEP basketball work with Steve Yellen. And that's always a lot of fun. It really is. I'll tell you this much. Um, you know, what is let me think for a second. If I was making the kind of money that Al Michaels is making, 
Al Michaels again is like, was he? Does he work eighteen weeks or does he work about sixteen weeks? How many weeks does he work? Would you say? I would. I would still say eighteen, right? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I would still say eighteen. So let's just say he's making, uh, you know, eighteen games. He's making eight hundred and thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars a game. Wow. Okay, now I am going to take the money I am going to supposedly get paid Friday. I would have to work. 5,555 games at the salary I'm getting paid tomorrow game oh. that Al Michaels is making for, for Amazon Prime. It's How does that, that that's 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 an interesting number. Five thousand five to get one game check equal to what Al Michaels makes on Prime based on what I'm gonna be making tomorrow night for the UTEP game. We need a con. I'm happy you're listening. Don't please don't. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'll just tell this to my wife. I'm not working five thousand five hundred fifty-five games. Promise you that. That's not going to happen. One game's plenty. But do the math, folks. If you want to know how much money I'm making, I, I gave you all the tools. All the tools. It's like That's a, right. It's like a sixth grade math problem. I got. You know what? It's my my son takes home a homework every night, and we do some of the uh, some of the equations. This is like right up the alley of what he does in sixth grade, trying to figure out. How much money I'll be getting paid for tomorrow's game? Well, let's see. Al Michaels makes this, and you've got enough, and, and this is the number of games to make that. Well, what would I be making? Well, now you know. There's your answer. we got to add this to the test questions. I like it. You should. Somebody should get a hold of uh, the sixth-grade math uh, teacher um, and, and uh, you know, Mr. Lugo over at Ornado and uh, throw that question at him and see if everybody could figure it out. That would be good. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Steve. I also think that, uh, by the way, um, no, you know, shameless plug, but we're going to have a lot of fun talking about this game tomorrow. Austin P. I think it's just a basketball team, which right now the excitement around this team is high. I mean, people are still really fired up about that victory that they had over UC Santa Barbara on Monday. Now they're preparing for the big SoCal challenge coming up uh, starting tomorrow here at the new at, at the Don Haskins Center and then transitioning into California next week. And their first to- Opponents in this challenge tomorrow is Austin P. And by the way, there the school is Austin P, but P E A Y, but it's pronounced P, not P A. Um, it's P. So UTEP and Austin P. Austin P. By the way, has played such schools as Life and Fisk so far this year. They've played Fisk. They played Life. They beat Life. Hey, by the way, anytime. Your basketball program or college athletic program can beat life. That is big news. Mm. I mean, you don't want to lose to life because that. So you don't want to lose. You want to, you know, if you can beat life, that's important. Um, they did. They also played George Mason, and they got beat pretty convincingly against George Mason. So you know, um, I don't think it's going to be another one twenty to seventy game tomorrow night. I think it's probably going to be more in the likes of the uh, maybe ninety to. You know, 90 to 65, something like that. That's that's kind of an early prediction. But I don't know. We'll see what happens when UTEP uh, hooks up with Austin P tomorrow night at the Don Haskins Center. And uh, yours truly will be courtside, along with Steve Yellen, calling the action right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. So I'm excited about that. Excited about the opportunity to get back on the mic. Um, I looked. It is my first broadcast in two years. I did not do a game last year. The last time I worked was with Hooper Vint, who was subbing for yells when Chris Jans was still coaching the Aggies, and I did the UTEP NMSU game a couple of years ago at the Pan Am Center. That was the last UTEP broadcast that I had. And the only reason I know is I checked my scorebook, which uh, I fill out for every broadcast I have. That was the last game I did. So I did not work one last year. First time in two years. I expect to be rusty. I think that, uh, you know, for our listeners, the first five or six minutes of the basketball game could be a little rough. But as usual, I start getting into a groove. And before you know it, I'll be back to normal. So it just might take me a little while, but looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun, Steve. I'm excited to hear it. I am going to the game. And Steve and Steve, a little yelling and Kapla with action here uh, happening tomorrow. And then we'll be live at the Don Haskins Center tomorrow. So thanks to Angel. Thanks to Sal holding it down back here. We'll be live out there for sports talk. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm happy you get to go with me tomorrow. That's going to be nice. Yes, it'll so be fun, man. It, w- it will be. It's a long time since I've done a show with a partner out there at the Haskins Center. So that will be good. All right. Uh, we got a busy show today. We've got Lee Sterling at 5. We've got 
uh, himself, uh, Lane Frank, at 520. What is he going to say about Harbaugh? Now we got the news, Steve. It's over. He's well, done. He's not coaching against Ohio State. It's rough. I don't know what he's going to say. I'm inter- aren't you interested to hear what he's going to have yes, to say? Yes, yes. This is like one of the most highly anticipated guest appearances for Lane Frank today. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be a big one. We'll find out. He's not going to be in a good mood, but, you know, that's just the way things work sometimes. Let me go to Orly. He's going to kick it off uh, here this afternoon, 13 past the hour. Orlando, what? Play Austin P. No, it's we not. We played him a couple times in the Sun Bowl era. Yep, that's true. Uh-huh. And I, I also, yeah. I don't know why, but I kind of feel like Don Haskins coached against Austin P. years ago. Yes, a couple times. Yep. And I, I think one, one for sure was in the Sun Classic. Uh, Sounds right. Their cheers, their cheers. Let's go pee, even though they're the governors. What do you like? What do you like better? Do you like let's? I mean, let's go governors. Just doesn't sound as good as let's go pee, does it? That's a great cheer. It's you know what? It's they can't say it's dirty because that's their name. I mean, it is. You know, it is what it is. I agree with uh, you. I like it. I think it's perfect, and uh, I'm I'm all for it. You know what? If that's if your slogan is "Let's go pee," hey, I embrace that. I really do. That's good. Let me ask you. So this tournament is so this is like a play-in game. Then we go to California next week, right? This is not. Cal. This is not a play-in game. The way they describe okay. this on the schedule, just. Uh, to give you the official, uh, you know, the official language of this thing is that uh, tomorrow night's game is considered the um, here. Let me get you. Let me get the exact wording because I found it on the UTEP minor schedule earlier today, and I said, "Oh, that's how you describe it." Okay, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like they 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 do have the campus name for this though, and I'm gonna get that for you right now. So this thing is called. Um, here, hang on one second. I'm going on the website. All right. This is the, oh man, Adrian, I had this. You know what? Zay told me it and I, and I can't remember. I I think I saw it on the schedule as well. Was it because I, maybe I saw it on the release. Is that what it was? Maybe it was on the, I, I, did Bruno send it out or not yet? No, he didn't. No, it it was on the schedule. It was on the schedule. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so too. We'll get to the bottom of this. no big deal. Real quick, Steve. Yeah. I know you like new food restaurants. Go try the new place on the west side. Another broken egg. Oh, yeah. That's the one that opened up in the old Village Inn. Yes. Unbelievable. Really? Had, really uh, good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Really good. I have the Orleans omelet. It's crawfish, shrimp, and Andouille sausage. Get out of here. They do all that for they breakfast? I mean, based on the name, I just I was surprised of all the food they're serving. That says, now, this is a this is a chain, correct? Franchise, yeah. franchise. That's right, yeah. franchise. But it's opening in El Paso. Yeah. Okay, good. I will, I will check that out. And apparently, Adrian already has too. Is it, uh, Adrian? Is this your client? Uh, yes, it is my client. Or I know the people oh, out is there. It? Yes. Oh, yes. really? Hopefully, we'll be working good with them fun. soon. Yeah, please. Good, good food, guys. Great food. You'll enjoy it. Well, the last time you both played, so we've we've been there a couple times, and that's fun too. So yeah. And I told you about the rolled tacos at the at the at the district. Yes, you did. That's true. Yeah. You're, you're very much oh, yeah. uh, you're very much on it. By the way, good for you. Yeah, you. I mean, if there's food, I'm going to find it. No, I can. <laughs> I, yeah, the proof is in the pudding. I get that. I do, Orly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. You have a good day. Thanks for the call. All right. A ringing and broken egg cafe cafe from That's Orly. Right. Good stuff. You know when he signs off on it, it's good. What'd you eat there? I had the. Uh, it was like a scramble, like a like kind of like a scramble skillet type of thing, yeah. kind of like what you would get at a village inn. Really? You know, and it was really really good. Does the place they, look anything like on the inside, like the uh, old restaurant? Yes, and modern though. Oh, they just so they took it and they just modernized it. Correct. Up. Yeah, it's Big, a great location too. I mean, good parking lot, good good spot. It's right there on the west side, right off Sunland and, and Mesa. So it's a great location. Why don't they want to advertise with you, Resmit? Uh, they they are going to hop on board soon. When is when is it happening? Do you know? Hopefully soon. Do I need to go with you and help close this deal? Maybe we just need to go eat there. Is that what we need to we do? We just need to go eat there. Okay. <laughs> and have, and uh, you'll enjoy it just as much as we did. Because I want, I would love to uh, to get them on board for you and, and close oh, that one. They're so. gonna they're going to come on board. Don't All worry. Right. Good, Don't good, worry. good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Hey, 18 Pass, good to have you with us here on the show. By the way, thank you, Mike Rivera, for fixing the uh, show clock. So now um, Esteban won't hear me say 518 instead of 418. Now the time of the week. So I appreciate that. Let's go to Charlie White and get our first traffic update of the afternoon.
Steve, the uh, PD are busy. PD are busy right now with a. 23 past the hour. Sports Talk continues tomorrow morning. Oh, my God. 10 o'clock. You're going to love this, folks. Our next dining deals is going to go live. $50 from Magic Bistro for just 25 It's 10 a.m. tomorrow. Now, I am a huge fan of the Asian wrap. It's like uh, grilled chicken. Um they put apricot. Uh, they put the apricot uh, chipotle in there. The peanut drizzle and uh, some cabbage. It's so good. I love that. And I also love. I like their tabbouleh. Like their homemade chips. They've got sweet potato fries. Uh, salads are amazing. Breads, muffins, baked fresh daily. It's a West Side place on Donovan, folks. If you've never been to Magic Bistro, this is what it's about. I mean, this is. The beauty of dining deals is if you're listening and you hear about a place you've either heard of or you've never been there and you want to check it out, it's what you do. You just, hey, and you can get it at a half price. I mean, that right there is a deal, folks. It is a deal. So you can do that tomorrow going to uh, 600ESPN right in the must-read bar, and you'll check out dining deals. And while you're there, we still have right now certificates available to um, – we have it to the Great Italian Restaurante, Ruli's International Kitchen. We also have it uh, for uh, Ripe. I mean, a lot of great places still out there right now before it's over. Take advantage. I mean, the opportunities to go to Ripe Eatery, Ruli's International Kitchen, the Great Italian Restaurante, and Magic Bistro, you could buy all five a pop. And get to go to four different restaurants and have $50 to spend at each restaurant. I love that. That is, I love the fact that we brought this back. Me too, Steve. And to go back to the Magic Bistro, it is a fantastic place, not only for lunch or dinner, but also if you are looking to host an event out here in El Paso. I just went to uh, a wedding party that was out there. They do wedding showers, wedding rehearsals. They also do uh, everything you could think of from event space to just an office party. So if you're looking for a place out there, maybe a more intimate spot, it is Magic Bistro. They do a terrific job for events and before Donovan Drive, Unit B, Magic Bistro, folks. And uh, you want more information? Just go online today. Check it all out. You can scout it, see everything you need to see. It's all up at 600ESPNElPaso.com. All you got to do is click Dining Deals in the Must Read Bar, and you will be well on your way. All right, let me uh, take a look right now and see what's going on here uh, on 600ESPN El Paso on X, formerly known as Twitter. Adrian and Enemy win the. Did you catch the Las Vegas Grand Prix opening ceremony? It made the Super Bowl halftime show look like a high school marching band. Check it out on YouTube. Adrian, I did not. I need to. You're shaking your head like you've already seen it. This is insane, by the way. Um, Okay, think of Vegas, like how we experience Vegas. That's the only time I've ever experienced Vegas recently. And how many people are on the streets? Well, take about half of that walking space and put it with grandstands for F1. That's what's the biggest right now for the Grand Prix that's going on right now. The opening ceremony was insane. I got sent this by multiple friends who are big F1 people, and they are just basically talking about how this is one of the biggest sporting events that America will see see in a while and isn't it crazy that we're talking about a, cri- a run like this for Las Vegas where they have F1 mm-hmm. basically uh, the whole world is looking at Vegas for this then they're transitioning this into uh, of course the big uh, Super Bowl that we'll be at come February they had DJs for this they had crazy light shows for this all sorts of visuals uh, for this opening ceremony it was like almost like the Olympics that's what it almost felt like for uh, what F1 one uh, was able to do in Las Vegas. Oh, that sounds. Uh, I mean, Vegas is just loading up on everything, aren't they? Soon yes. enough, uh, it won't be long before Vegas gets an NBA team. They're already getting baseball when it's all said and done. They will. They'll be. A, they will be a hub. There's yeah. no doubt. 
what a rise it's been and how fast it was. I mean, it felt like, I mean, you just look a decade ago, sports were not as relevant in Vegas as they are right now. True. And uh, the Raiders right now, even though they're disappointing, look at how much attention they get uh, at the NFL level. The uh, Golden Knights have actually been really successful in the NHL world. And now, like you said, they're expanding into other sports. Yeah, it's, it's so true. So, so true. Jose Fernandez uh, just uh, messaged into the station a little while ago. Steve, you are getting paid bigger than you know. You can retire as the voice of UTEP in a few years when John retires. How do you like them apples? Um, first off, Jose, let me say this. Um, it, would be, it would be really weird thinking that um, you know I would retire as the voice of the minors. There, the, there is only one voice of the minors, and it's John Teicher. And he's done it 40-plus years. And I know John well. John is never going to retire. John will do this forever. So as far as I'm concerned, like, because you got to understand this. What's John Teicher going to do if he retires? He doesn't play golf. He doesn't play tennis. It's not like, uh, you know, he's got a ton of stuff. John is UTEP. This is, you know, remember the, um, did you ever see um, Ted Lasso and the uh, character uh, from Mexico is like soccer is life. He was always, uh, he was, no, you know. I'm sorry. You haven't seen that? No, I haven't. Well, UTEP is life for John. It is. And you want to know something? The truth is this, Jose. I don't, I don't even think about that. I don't even think about it because it's one of those things that it's like John Teicher is going to keep that UTEP job forever. I mean, he really, and he should. Why should he even, why should he ever step down? I mean, I don't know what John would do if he wasn't working at UTEP. So, as far as I'm concerned, that is not even a, a a thought in anybody's mind. And, you know, that's one of those jobs where it's like, John, UTEP, they just they go together. And I don't even want, don't even want to be the – who would want to even be the person replacing John Teicher? That wouldn't be fun. You're replacing a legend like that. Nobody wants that job. John Teicher – Right no, we're not. We're talking about him for the future here for UTEP athletics. As UTEP goes, John goes. John, I'm. I would not be surprised if John Teicher is still doing this twenty years from now. Wouldn't surprise me. Right. So, and then, and then what? I'll be seventy. Then I will be retired. There you go. So, That's if right. John's doing this twenty years from now, I better be retired. That's my goal. So, Jose. Now, we want uh, we want John to do this uh, to be the voice of UTEP for 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 all of eternity. That would be that would be good. All right, 31 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. 505-6009. That is our telephone number. Let's swing it back right now to Adrian. He's standing by in our 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks property Schoolyard Sports Studios and has this Sports Center update for us moving here on the show in about 10 minutes from now we are going to talk about buy el paso rewards a brand new program that's being provided by the city of el paso and uh, the uh, better business bureau of el paso so i'm excited about that we'll do that coming up here in about uh, yeah a little more than 10 minutes from now when we come back from the break and then lee sterling and the one and only Lane Frank uh, joining us here on the program. 505-6009. That is our telephone number as we continue on the program. Um, So many other stories going on right now sports-wise. It is wild when you start to see everything that is happening. Um, The idea that a attorney general from the state of Virginia is trying to bully the NCAA and threaten legal action if James Madison's exclusion from bowl consideration this year isn't reversed is without a doubt the most asinine thing I've heard in a while. It really is. I mean, they sent a waiver in to the NCAA along with Jackson State and one other school to try to get the waiver to be eligible for the postseason, and the NCAA denied them all. And now they are trying to use legal action and sue the NCAA if their exclusion from bowl consideration isn't reversed. Here's the thing. When all these programs moved up to FBS, it's understood. Why all of a sudden should James Madison be any different than anybody else? 
because they have the sh- the immediate relevance, right? And they want to do this for their fans. They want to do it for the the players on this team, the coaching staff. They want to reward it. I understand where you're coming from that this was the precedent that was set in the first place. But the argument from those fans and and that's why they're so passionate behind it because they want to energize their football program. I get They've it. They've had success for back to back years. But here's what about this, Steve? What if like Barstool Sports or somebody like that took this bowl game and put Jacksonville State versus uh, you know a team like JMU, James Madison, and just let them play in the un- ineligible bowl or something like that? Yeah, Barstool's not going to do that. That would be fun, but they're not going to do that. I mean, and I get it. I understand they're having a great season. I know they're 10-0. and I know they're undefeated in the Sun Belt. I know they're also in the top 25. I understand all of that. But to try and expect the NCAA to reduce its transition from FCS to FBS to one year instead of two is not realistic. I mean, why Why after all the years that every other school that's done this has always had to wait the two years out, should you just make an exception because James Madison is good and having a rim? The fact is, they're no different than anybody else. And you want to say that's good, do it for their fans. I get it. It would be nice for their fans. But you want to know something? What about all the fans of all these other transitional teams that had to wait the two years and because they weren't necessarily undefeated like James Madison, never complained about it. But all of a sudden, now you got a great team that wants in, and because they're not eligible, we're going to sue the NCAA. I mean, you can't do that. They're going down kicking and, stre- and screaming. That's the- They will not go down without a fight for this. And I think ultimately what will happen, Steve, just my opinion, I think that James Madison will not get this granted by any side of things with the Attorney General, with the NCAA, and ultimately, they'll probably be in a bowl game. It just won't be a New Year's Six bowl game like their fans want. They'll be in a bowl game uh, because right now, as it stands, and Brett McMurphy pointed this out out of Action Network, there aren't as many uh, teams in college football that are actually going to qualify for bowl games. So you're going to have uh, teams like James Madison or even maybe Jacksonville State when it's all said and done who get grandfathered in just because there aren't as many qualifying teams who have have either a 6-6 six and six, uh, record or an actual winning record here in college football. Now, here's the other question, okay? Now, that's what I was going to ask is let's just – now, if you allow a 5-7 and seven team in over James Madison, are we going to have an uproar at that point? Yes, I think. I mean, from their fans, right? Um, if if it's on the other side, and we're talking about an SEC team, like let's just say, uh, for example, out of the SEC, I don't know, uh, maybe it's. Auburn, who ends up with a losing record when it's all said and done, and they've won six games, so that's not a good example. But maybe Mississippi State, they go five and seven, and they want to go to a bowl game. Arkansas, five and seven, want to go to a bowl game. Those fans will be much louder than James Madison's fans. I promise you that. But maybe those fans don't care if their team came in with a losing record. Maybe they don't want their team to go to a bowl game. Maybe they don't feel like they deserve that bowl game right there. Now, what's interesting is okay, so. If they play in bowl games, if there's not enough 500 teams to fill the 82 spots, which is such a ridiculous number of spots anyway, at the end of the regular season, so many, then that would be then that would be good. Um, by the way, they also can't play in the championship game of the Sun Belt, despite being the only team still unbeaten in league play. Right, because that if they win that game, they're eligible to go to a New Year's Six bowl. Not to say they'd be invited, but they're eligible to go. Listen, if the NCAA gave every, granted everybody waivers then all the USA championship because they would have to play Jacksonville State for an opportunity to play in that game. Yeah, that's a great point. So New Mexico State fans are very happy with this ruling. Yes. And they should be, right? I mean, New Mexico State to this point has done a great job and they've earned the right to be in the Conference USA championship game. And for Liberty fans, they're probably really excited too because if they're undefeated and James Madison's also undefeated, James Madison probably gets the nod over them in yep. a New Year's Six Bowl and they're left wondering, why didn't we get invited to a bowl like Good point. Buy El Paso Rewards, a brand new program from the city of El Paso and the Better Business Bureau here in El Paso. We'll talk about it next as Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk. Carlos Pedruesa is here with us from the Better Business Bureau and uh, that he has for us uh, here on the show today. Carlos, welcome uh, aboard. How are you? 
I'm, I'm great, Steve. Thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I'm excited about this. Buy El Paso Rewards, a loyalty program that uh, you, along with the city of El Paso, has been able to put together right now to support local businesses. Let's talk about this and, and uh, really how Buy El Paso Rewards uh, is, is able to get off the ground. Yes, absolutely. So the BioPaso Rewards program is a free customer loyalty program for businesses in El Paso. And the way that it works is that businesses will be able to have a QR code at their store that then consumers can come by whenever they visit their store, scan the QR code, and earn reward points that they can later exchange for either discounts or other offers. I like that. So uh, really, look... Rewards programs and loyalty points are so important because everybody has it. But now that local businesses can all partner up in the same system and give consumers the opportunity as they shop to be smart shoppers and then get rewarded in the long run, I think it's a great idea. Yes, absolutely. We believe so as well. So it's both beneficial for the the businesses and for El Paso shoppers. You know, with the holidays coming up, it's a great opportunity to get started with this program, accumulate these reward points, and um, support your local businesses while you're at it. Are a lot of cities doing this, or is El Paso one of the first right now to really, um, you know, ramp up with their local Better Business Bureau uh, rewards program? I believe we're the only city that's currently participating in this kind of program, Steve. Um, I know as far as Better Business Bureaus, we're one of the only ones that are pushing this kind of programs so far. So it's a great opportunity, like I said, for businesses. It's not only going to give them the the free loyalty program, it's also going to provide for them information within a dashboard that's going to include analytics of the foot traffic that's coming into their store. Uh, so they can make those better uh, data-driven decisions about their business operations, as well as communicate with the customers that are part of the program uh, through messaging to let them know about their offers. So it's a great program overall. Uh, Carlos, I know that one of the big things that when this program initially launched, it was really about having businesses sign up for it and seeing how it could really help uh, from a business side of things. So when this announcement first happened, I was thinking, man, this is perfect for restaurants so they can let people know like, hey, we have uh, this special going on on this certain day. Can you give us some examples of like businesses who are already signed up who we might see as a consumer on these rewards programs so you might feel, hey, I- I'm incentivized to go ahead and sign up for this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is all kinds of businesses participating in the program. You can find restaurants, coffee shops, yogurt shops, retail businesses, car wash services. So there is really a plethora of businesses that you could uh, get reward points from uh, on our website, buyep.org, participating businesses. So if consumers uh, go to buyep.org, they could go ahead and sign up there as a consumer to be part of the program and also access that directory so they could discover which businesses are participating. Uh, So there's a lot of great businesses on there that you can literally discover through this program. All right, I'm on the uh, directory right now. I'm taking a look at all this. Now, the thing I love is number one, it's alphabetized. So the nice thing is down and it'll load all the way through and it does look like there are a large number of businesses that are a part of this. And you said it best. Once you go to buyep.org, you'll have the ability to sign up yourself, which is uh, what it's all about, right? And there's also things like a gift guide. You've got giveaways. You've got the rewards, which we talked about, and even adventures. There's a lot of different things going on right now. And that is something that will also be part of the BioPass Rewards Program. Uh, we'll be giving monthly giveaway prices to uh, users with the most participation rates per month. And this will include really cool items that are El Paso-themed specialty items like mugs, hats, shirts, etc. that we'll be giving out as another incentive to uh, support local businesses and use this program for consumers. Carlos, I know the holidays are coming uh, you know, right around the corner. People are going to be shopping all across town, uh, whether they do online shopping, in-store shopping. I mean, how important is it to be aware of like working with trusted businesses like these compared to other businesses where you might be worried about where your money's going to or you might be scammed out of your money. How important is that coming in? Um, you know, you always want to uh, patronize businesses that are ethical, that are doing the right thing, that care about the city. And, uh, you know, one of the most important parts of supporting local is uh, supporting the local upon- economy. 
Uh, these are our neighbors, and you know we have so many options to shop online. Um, you know, Amazon, etc. Send the money outside of El Paso, and the whole purpose of the Bio Paso program is to shed some light on the importance of supporting your local businesses. So yes, by using the program, by using the directory, you'll be able to uh, help all these uh, local businesses and help support El Paso. I love that, and it sounds like it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because this is going to be a year-round program, right? And really, just to continue to give El Pasoans a chance to get uh, to get something back. Yes, absolutely. The The program will run all the way through 2024 at the moment. So uh, the only qualifications that storefront located within the city limits of El Paso. So that is basically most of businesses. Uh, like I said, the program is free. Right now we are having a limit to 500 businesses. So if you're a business that's interested in applying, I would highly recommend applying today. You could apply at epbusinessstrong.org for those small businesses looking to apply. If this goes well and consumers love it and businesses love it, I know you said the plan right now is to go through the end of 2024, but this is probably something that you could see becoming a, a regular mainstay in town if everybody loves it, right? The Bio Paso program itself was something that started in 2020 that has kept going this long, and this is just a new, a new facet to it. So yeah, definitely, if it's a successful program, which we are anticipating it to be, uh, it could definitely run uh, longer than 2024. All right, let's give those websites out again. So it's buyep.org. That's the first thing you need, because then you can get the business directory, and you can also learn about the Buy El Paso rewards and, and how that works, the giveaways. We talked about all the stuff that's up on the website. You even have a newsletter you can sign up for, which I think is terrific. And for the businesses themselves, if they want to get involved, let's give that website out one more time. For businesses that want to apply for the program, it's epbusinessstrong.org. And for the consumers that want to uh, participate in the program, it's buyep.org. All right. I'm excited for you. Do this. We get to a 10-minute segment with you talking about Buy El Paso rewards, and we don't even get to mention the 49ers and the Lakers. doesn't seem right, does it, Carlos? Yeah, absolutely not. This is ESG. Excited to mention them a little bit if, if that's what you want. I do, um, I do. By the way, the uh, 49ers coming off a big thrashing of Jacksonville this past week. They looked amazing, and uh, now they get to host the Bucks. Should be a pretty good game uh, at the late game on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was a little worried about that Jaguars game, you know, coming off a three-game skid for the 49ers. They looked out of character. They did not look like themselves. The Jaguars were a hot team coming into the, into this game. And just to see the 49ers go back to the old ways and see them, you know, dominate a really good team, in my opinion, was really encouraging look, going forward and getting back to those winning ways. Are we worried about AD with the Lakers right now? Are we concerned about his situation? I I'm mean, a little concerned. Um, it's kind of always been the same thing with AD all these years, right? Since, the, since basically the championship year you know he's always inconsistent he has those great games where he drops 40 points and he looks like the all-star the lakers signed them to be and then sometimes he has those games like the other night where it's you know four six points 30 minutes and it, it just doesn't look right out there lebron 108 career triple doubles pretty remarkable too bad he did it in a loss uh, this last night and that's kind of been the story you know lebron's been getting all these stats but they're kind of missing that that winning aspect of of these later years of LeBron, I mean, even though they got to the Western Conference Finals last year, you know, they still fell a little bit short. And it still feels like, uh, you know, Palinka is going to have to work some magic in order to get this roster uh, to be at the level to be able to defeat Denver. How many people can come on the radio, give us a 10-minute segment on El Paso, buy El Paso rewards, and transition right into the 49ers and Lakers without missing a beat? Ready. Use money, Steve. He's only, ready to go. Only one guy, and that's Carlos. Carlos Pedroesa, great job. Come back and see us again, and I'm excited to see how this grows, and we'll talk more We'll talk more uh, L.A. and San Fran sports next time you come on, all right? Thank you so much, Stephen Adrian. I really appreciate you guys having me here. You got it. He's Carlos, folks, from the Better Business Bureau. We'll come back. We'll do uh, Lee Sterling next, talk a little uh, NFL and college football with Lee and Paramount Sports as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso. I knew who our celebrity guest picker was, so he made sure to have some uh, who queued up for him as we welcome you back to the show uh, here. Lane uh, Frank with us, the host of Schoolyard Sports from the aforementioned uh, River Oaks Properties uh, Schoolyard Sports Studios. Uh, episode 145 drops uh, today for Schoolyard Sports. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Great to be back. Good. How, how about you, Steve? How was your trip to Duke? Very fun. 
Very fun, huh? Amazing weekend. What really? a great game. What Arizona? a great basketball game. Football Duke? game was good. Well, tell us about the football game. How was it for you? Uh, I didn't go to the football game. I was what, supposed to. What do you mean you did not go to the football game? That was part of the trip for you. How did you not make it to the football game? Let's just say no comment. Uh-oh. Off air. Off air. Really? Uh-oh. This is something that if you say it could get you into some uh, some trouble. Potentially. Really? All right. No comment. You arrived on Friday, right? Arrived on Thursday. Thursday. The game was Saturday. The basketball oh. game was Friday. Right. And then you never made it to the football game. Did you watch it on TV? Watch the game. Second half. Really great game. Oh, you didn't. So you didn't get to the. Oh my god, you didn't get to it's the. It's okay. Adrian, he didn't even get. He didn't even wake up for the first half of the game. I've been to Durham before. Have you really? <laughs> a lot of fun. Okay, um, our celebrity uh, guest picker, by the way, is our. Uh, for, he, in the old days, he was our general manager. Now he is the market president, which means he's in charge of all three stations. Brad Dubow, uh, who has never gone toe to toe with you, but I got to ask him, uh, Lane, since uh, he's a little older than you. Did you ever have one of those experiences when you were supposed to be at a sporting event when you were young, mm-hmm. but you just couldn't get there for whatever reason? It wasn't just a sporting event. <laughs> it was other <laughs> things, other things too, that would qualify. Okay. And I'll, and I'll agree. So, no you could, so, so you could relate to what Lane just said about his trip to Duke. He couldn't make the football game. No comment. No comment. Okay. That sounds, that sounds good. How was the weather while you were there? Was it nice? Great weather. Great weather. Real quick, how was the basketball game? Basketball game, so much fun. El Paso basketball legend KJ Lewis kind of won that game for Arizona. And he stuffed it home down the mm-hmm. stretch. He had a like an emphatic dunk to put Duke out of their misery. For sure, and great defense all game. So you were impressed with what you saw from KJ Lewis. I was very impressed from what I saw from Arizona. KJ Lewis, not Caleb Love. Okay, so KJ was the uh, was the one that really impressed you. Mm-hmm. So, how good is Arizona in your opinion? Are they are they potentially a team that can go deep into the NCAA tournament? From what you've seen, it truly depends because I didn't feel like Umar Balo was a massive factor. I thought Caleb Love hurt the team more than he helped the team. But outside of that, they seem like a very good squad, very well coached. Did you go to the UTEP game Monday night? Yes, I did go to the UTEP game Monday night. How impressed were you with the Miners and their performance over UC Santa Barbara? Man, they're high flyers. I went to that Duke Arizona game. That UTEP game. I'm not going to overreact or anything. The gap wasn't as big as you think it would be. Interesting. Wow. All nice. right. I like that. Now, listen, and Brad knows this because he's, he's put up with me for almost 30 years on this radio show. I love to hype teams locally, but I can't right now because I picked the football team to win nine games, and they're three and seven. So I am... Tempering my enthusiasm for the basketball team right now. All right, I'm jumping because I've gone. And I, I I saw that first game and yes. like that. That's a team. I mean, they really have a team, and then they actually performed the second game as I thought they would. And like on Monday, like I said, that's a solid score against a really pretty good team, you know. Here, but they said they've got some really good building blocks, and I think uh, El Paso is going to have some really good crowds this year. That's I, my opinion. I think so, too. Lane, you've been to a lot of UTIP games over the years. Does this team right now, early on, get you excited for what could happen? They do, because they're very well-balanced. It's not just one guy. Even though Zid Powell offense kind of ran through him, it's still a lot of guys. They kind of play musical chairs with it. One minute, this guy's in. Next minute, this guy's in. Evan contributes. I like it. Okay. Simply enough, there you go. It's almost like Joel Golding's like the half player, like five and a half, because he's like out there all the time. <laughs> he is. He's uh, he's probably one of the more active coaches we've seen uh, in in college basketball. I'm excited about that too. So good. All right. Um, so you're happy about now? Do you think Duke is still an NCAA tournament team from what you had a chance to see over the weekend against uh, Arizona? I think Duke is still a really good elite team. Only thing I would say they're missing is the true center, Cal Filipowski, great power forward. He can't be your center. Ryan Young, definitely not one of the top centers in the country. That shows when you go up against Umar Balo because Phil Paskey, he has his people to guard. Now you go Umar Balo, Ryan Young can't necessarily guard him. The guards on Duke are amazing. It seems like they almost have too many guards. Tyrese Proctor, Jared McCain, Jeremy Roach, Caleb Foster come off the bench. It seems like they have too many guards. Let's see how it can work out throughout the season. And then some useless players in the court seem like that can also contribute later in the season. Mark Mitchell seemed useless in that Arizona game. He's been good in games in the past, so it's going to take a little bit of clicking for this Duke team, but they look decent. Don't you love the fact when a good team has useless players who are also probably starters on any other team in college basketball? I mean, for sure. Mark Mitchell can be a starter on any team. He is a starter on Duke. Caleb Foster could be averaging 20 points per game at almost every college basketball program outside of Duke in the country. He played great last night off the bench. 
Did you talk about your trip to Duke at Schoolyard Sports? I did talk about my trip to Duke on Schoolyard Sports. Said I went to that Duke-Arizona basketball game. What a great game that was, like I just said. Did you elaborate on the podcast why you did not make the football game? Because if you see, this would be... Okay, I'm going to give you a little tip when it comes to, like, you know, broadcasting. If you, like, will, like, tell us, I, I'm not, I can't talk about it, but I reveal it on the Schoolyard Sports, episode 145. Now you're going to have people tuning in and checking out your podcast because they want to hear why you missed the football game, especially if you said it's not for air. If it's not for air, it could still be for podcast, and now you've kind of given your chance to uh, you know get, get people a little excited to that extra special podcast. All I'm going to say is this. Some followers of Squared Sports may know what happened on that day because they might have been there. Interesting. Good stuff. All right. So you're, th- you're dropping clues. Maybe that's a tell-all story for later later in my life. Maybe if I'm at a major network one day, could do a little tell-all on what happened that day. That sounds that It'd sounds be a great. blue clue. <laughs> I, think, I, I think so, too. I do. All right. Bottom of the hour. When we come back, Lane Brad, one-on-one picking NFL games. I'm excited about it. Can't wait. We'll talk about it right after we get to Adrian in this Sports Center update. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, if you have not uh, had the opportunity to follow Lane on X, formerly known as Twitter, you can do it at Schoolyard Sport. It's at Schoolyard Sport, but you're also very active on Instagram. That seems to be the one social media platform that you are more active than anything else, correct? For sure. Let's give out that handle. At Schoolyard Sports on Instagram. That's it. Schoolyard Sports on Instagram. So you added the S, which is your actual title, but on X, your Schoolyard Sport. Wasn't available on X. Who took sports? Who could? Who would possibly take your handle? That's terrible. Maybe it's available now. Well, it doesn't matter. You're already squared yeah, sport. Already sport. All right, let's do it. Here we go. We've got games to talk about in the NFL. We pick them every week, and this week it's going to be our boss, our market president, Brad Dubow, who has the honors of picking game one. Now, Brad, we don't pick against the spread. We simply pick winners, but I will give the point spreads for information purposes only. We'll begin with a game that kicks off in about 45 minutes, Bengals and the Ravens, by far and away the best game that Al Michaels has broadcast all year with his $15 million salary. Bengals are five and four, two and two on the road. Ravens are seven and three, three and two at home. It's at MT Bank Stadium in Baltimore, and the Ravens are four point favorites, Brad. Upset. I'm going with the Bengals. Any particular reason why? I think that uh, and Burrow and, and Chase and Mixon, they, they've got a really, really strong team, and this is the time for going to make the playoffs. You got to play up. All right. Brad says play up. What do you say, Lane? I'm going to disagree with him. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think there's a lot of undeserving hate going to Lamar Jackson this week. You could say he only has five passing touchdowns. Look at their record. They're 7-3. They scored 31 points last week. This is a good football team. John Harbaugh, his brother, Jim Harbaugh, can't be on the silence for Michigan on Saturday. But a little tip right here. John Harbaugh might be on the silence for that game, this Thursday night game. Michigan plays in Maryland. Thursday night game, Michigan plays on Saturday. A little tip out there. John Harbaugh may be involved with Michigan this weekend. Oh, look at you. All right. Now, we'll go to the Sunday games. Uh, Before we get to the uh, Jets-Bills game, which is the late game, let's do the 11 o'clock games first. We'll start Steelers and the Browns. Steelers are 6-3, 2-1 on the road. Browns are 6-3, 4-1 at home. It's in Cleveland. Um, Unfortunately for the Browns, they are without Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. However, they are still a one-point favorite lane over Pittsburgh. To think Pittsburgh can get to 7-3, it's mind-boggling to me, but they get it right here. 7-3, Pittsburgh Steelers. To think one of these teams is going to get to 7-3 after this game is ridiculous, but let's go with the Steelers. All right. Lane says Pittsburgh. What about you, Brett? Browns at home. You like uh, the rookie quarterback, Dorian yeah. Thompson. I think they'll get it done at home. All right. I mean, they're pl- they're all playing for something in this game. I like it. Now, the game that Brad's been dying for, Bears-Lions. Bears are three and seven, one and four on the road. Lions are seven and two, three and one at home. It's at Ford Field in Detroit. Lions seven and a half point favorites. I'm a Bears fan, but I'm going with the Lions because we got a bet going here. There you go. You don't want to lose it. I don't blame <laughs> you. You know, pick it smart instead of picking with your heart. I like it. Let's go with the Lions also. All right, that takes us to uh, our next game, game number four: Chargers and Packers from Lambeau. 
The Chargers are four and five, two and two on the road. The Packers are three and six, two and two at home. The Chargers, three point home favorites. I'm sorry, the, the uh, road favorites. What do you think? Chargers really been playing inconsistent the past few weeks, but the offense has been really good. Fortunate for this Chargers defense. Packers don't really have a good offense. I hope you agree with me on this one. Obviously, you're a Bears fan. Hate the Packers. Let's go with the Chargers. I hate the Packers, you know. But actually, in this game, I think uh, the Chargers have been playing, I think, at a bit higher level, and hopefully they will continue. So. All right. You're both in agreement, picking Chargers over the Packers. Yeah, Green Bay has been terrible this year. You're right. Raiders and Dolphins are next. That one from uh, Miami Gardens and uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Dolphins are 6-3, and three, undefeated at home. Raiders are 5-5, five and five, just 1-4 on the road. Brad, Miami, 13.5-point favorites over the Raiders in this one. Well, I like how Joanna talks on Kitley Q and her. I'm going with Miami. I mean, you just got to go with Miami and the home team. Lane, your thoughts? The 13.5-point spread is laughable, in my opinion. This game should be really tight, really close. Let's go with the Dolphins over the Raiders. Go to 5-0 at home. Okay, that takes us to the Giants and Commanders. What a terrible season it's been for the Giants. They are 2-8, and 1-5 on the road. The Commanders are 4-6, and 1-3 at home. However, Sam Howell is having one of the better offensive performances of any quarterback in the league. That is why Washington finds themselves nine-point favorites in this one. Sam Howell's been playing amazing this season. If he had a real offensive line, he could be in the MVP conversation. Let's go with the Commanders. Giants, I'm all for that. Caleb Williams, number one pick train. So, Giants lose. That's a win for me. So, tankathon for you from this point on. Even though I'm a massive Giants fan, I want them to lose. Got it. All right, Brad, he wants the Giants to lose. Will they lose this week? The Giants will lose. So, you're picking right on there. Excellent. Since the two of you had your uh, first two games where you picked opposite each other, you're four each in common. We've got three more of the early games left. So, let's... uh, Oh, wow, look at the time. It's 39 past the hour. We'll take a break, come back. We'll wrap up hour number two. We'll get through all the games with Brad and Lane as Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue picking games. All right, Lane's here. Brad's here. We've got more to talk about. Let's get right to it and continue with our games. Cowboys-Panthers is where we're going to leave off. Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Cowboys are 6-3, and 2-3 and three on the road. Panthers are 1-8, and 1-3 and three at home. Dallas, 10.5-point favorites. Brad, we'll lead it off with you in this one. Who do you like? The boys. All right. Lane. Hate to do it. Let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do it. Right? You, know, you can't. You look, you picked against your team because you want them to start tanking. I understand. Titans, Jags are next. Jacksonville, 6-3, and three, a horrific performance last week against Kansas uh, against San Francisco. They are 2-3 and three at home. Titans are 3-6, and 0-5 oh on the road. Jacksonville, seven-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home in this one. What do you think? Like Jaguars in this one, I think they stopped the run of Derrick Henry. Will Levis, his one game, a Lynn Sandy run, just ended. I mean, terrible game on Thursday night two weeks ago. Really bad game last week. Ruins me for fantasy football. DeAndre Hopkins, that Will Levis, that game, whew, that was electric a few weeks ago. But won't win this one. Let's go Jaguars over the Titans. Brad, your turn. And Jaguars didn't show up at all last week. No, they didn't. They really got crushed at at home, right? Awful against San Francisco. Awful. Yeah, well, they're not playing San Francisco. They're playing Tennessee. So I think I'll stay with the Jaguars. All right, you got it. Next up, our final 11 o'clock game, Cardinals and Texans. This one from NRG Stadium in Houston. Cardinals get uh, their quarterback back. Will it be enough to see Murray make a difference? They're 0-5 on the road, 2-8 and overall. Texans are 5-4, and 3-1 and at home. Brad, Houston, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. What do you think? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think, like I said, coming back. All right. What do you? What about you, Lane? Let me remind you who Kyler Murray is. He's a franchise quarterback. He's an elite quarterback. He has one of the biggest deals in NFL history for a reason. He's not just some guy that they're going to get rid of after this season. He's not some guy they're going to draft Caleb Williams instead of. Because you know what's different? Caleb Williams and Kyler Murray? Nothing. Lincoln Riley system in college. So, I'm going to go with the Cardinals over the Texans. CJ Stroud, a rookie, gets flustered by a defensive head coach and Jonathan Gannon. I like the Cardinals. I think they're going to turn things around, not playoff-wise, but for the future. 
Kyler Murray, they won this one. C.J. Stroud hasn't been flustered all season. You he's going to get flustered. Start happen this he's week, been huh? flustered by Carolina. We'll see. Carolina definitely flustered him. We will see. All right, I like it. Lane's fired up, which gets us to the late games. 49ers hosting the Bucks. Bucks are 4-5, and 2-2 two and two on the road. Niners are 6-3, and 3-1 three, three and one at home. Coming off that thrashing of Jacksonville, they've got an 11.5-point favorite in this one. What do you think? I really like Baker Mayfield, but the 49ers system is not meant to get upset in a game like this. Let's go with the 49ers or the Buccaneers. Brad, your turn. San Fran. Okay. Now, we've got uh, two more late games. Seahawks and Rams. Rams are 3-6, and 1-3 and three at home. Seahawks are 6-3, and 2-2 two and two on the road. Seahawks, one-point favorites on the road in SoFi, Brad. What do you li- who do you like? Yeah, it's kind of a tough one on that one. Uh, but I think Seattle's got to win it. You know, they're, they're in the hunt, and they've got to win it, so I think they will. All right, Lane. Seahawks are frauds, in my opinion. Complete and total frauds. Only good win this season is against the Detroit Lions. They don't get a win this week. Cooper Cup, Bukunakua, maybe Carson Wentz, maybe Matthew Stafford. Whoever's that quarterback, Rams will win this one. Jets Bills are next. It's our last late game. Buffalo's five and five, four and two at home. The Jets are four and five, two and two on the road. Buffalo, seven point home favorites. Will they put the Jets out of their misery and send them out of the postseason? Really just seems like the Jets have an amazing defense and a really bad offense with led by Zach Wilson, a really just bad offensive line that's going on right now. Bills really depleted on that defense side of the football. It's gonna be an ugly football game. Let's go with the Bills. All right. Your turn, Brett. I think Buffalo made so many mistakes last week. <laughs> Fumbles and interceptions. I think they got it out of their system and will win this week. Yeah, it's hard to pick the Jets after these last two weeks. I get it. Really, the whole season. That's no your doubt team, about baby. That. It's a rough, rough year. Broncos and Vikings are Sunday night game. Minnesota 6-4, and 4-1 four, four and one on the road. Broncos are 4-5, and 2-3 at home. All right, Brad, it's in Denver at Empower Field in Mile High, and the Broncos are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is Jefferson coming back, you think? I don't. I don't know that for sure, but I haven't heard anything uh, the contrary just yet. Well, Broncos are hard to like go for, but I think in this game I'm going to give it to the home team. All right. I really like Josh Dobbs, that quarterback for the Vikings. Just not in this one. Russell Wilson, 18 touchdowns, four interceptions in the season. Broncos one of the only teams that can give up 70 points in a single NFL game like they did against the Dolphins earlier in the season and still have a great defense. This defense has been firing in all cylinders. They did great against Patrick Mahomes. They did great against Josh Allen. They're going to do great against Josh Tubbs. Broncos, what a close one. Eagles-Chiefs, our Monday night game. Eagles are 8-1, 4-1 on the road. Chiefs are 7-2, and 4-1 at home. It's in Kansas City at Arrowhead. And uh, the Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorites. In the best game of the season, a Super Bowl rematch, a Monday Night Football game. Kind of reminds me of that Chiefs versus Rams Monday Night Football game a few years ago. That 55-50 shootout that the Rams won. Chiefs win over the Eagles this time. I like the Chiefs. I mean, not getting revenge because they won the Super Bowl last year. Eagles don't get revenge. Chiefs won this one. Shut down that Eagles running game. Tush push. Patrick Williams plays well. Both these teams coming off a bye week, I like the Chiefs more. And you hate the Eagles. I don't hate the Eagles. You know, as a Giants fan, you don't hate the Eagles. Don't hate the Eagles because they're going to beat the Giants this season. That's going to work out for me in my favor. Fair enough. What about you, Brad? It's hard to go against Mahomes at home. You know, it really is. Uh, But I think the Eagles are trying to put together uh, a season unlike others that they've had. And so this is a must-win. Like I said, these are must-win games, you know, if you're going to, like, be – that top-tier team for the next, you know. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with uh, the Eagles uh, on the road. All right, so since the two of you each picked four games different and we could have a tie break, let's do total points in the Eagles-Chiefs. Total points as our tie break. Brad, you'll have honors. 57. 57. And for you, Lane. I already told you, I think it's going to be a massive scoring game. Let's go 90. Good night. Fantasy guys like you. They do. do. Throw it up. Um, All right. This came in from Neff Poppy on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Here we go. Which two wide receivers does Lane like best between Flowers, Cooks, Boyd, or Osborne as wide receiver fantasy options to fill my last wide receiver and flex spots opposite Keenan Allen? I ask because two of them played tonight. Once again, Lane, Flowers, Cooks, Boyd, 
or Osborne. He needs a receiver and a flex. I'll go with Flowers, and I'll go with Osborne. Josh Dobbs finds some new targets. Maybe K.J. Osborne could be that for him. And Zay Flowers has been ridiculously good for a rookie wide receiver. He really has. All right, 145 drops tonight. I'm excited about that for you. This is the pre-Thanksgiving edition, but you have one more next week before you uh, head for the holidays, right? pick the big game, Michigan-Ohio State. Oh, that's going to be crazy. Should I even bother talking to you that day, or are you just like going to be completely in a bubble? No, you can text me after the game. After the game? game. I mean, will you be— I'll be at the game. Oh, you will be at the game? We'll be at the game. Really? Brad, is that one of your bucket list trips to do a Michigan-Ohio State football game and be a part of that with 100,000 of your best friends? No. (laughs) <laughs> I got another bucket list. That'd be a great game. You see it on TV all the time. There's there's other other bucket list uh, things. Well, did one earlier in the year. I don't know. Like Michigan Ohio State sounds like so much fun though. Really of course, does. it's going to be ridiculous. Have you been to the Texas Oklahoma game? I have many right. times, including once with Buzz. So yes, we've been there and enjoyed it. Of it's course, been, it'd be uh, great. It'd be great to go any game. But I'm just saying, you talk about bucket lists. Like that's just, a fun one. Well, be, I want to take Lane to Texas OU. I do. I want to take Lane to Texas OU and. After uh, seeing some pictures from the uh, Duke trip this past weekend, I, I can uh, definitely um, I'd, I'd be a good influence on Lane on that trip. I really would. Napa. Make sure it comes back in one 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 piece. That would be excellent. Hey, comment. Great <laughs> seeing you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, to the family, and uh, we'll see you back in a couple of weeks. Great okay. To see you. Great show. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Thank Steve. you, Brad. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks. We'll see you. You got it. That's our market president, Brad Dubow, on a very memorable edition here on Sports Talk. We'll come back. Final 15 minutes next. Stay with us. And Adrian brought us. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Congratulations, Shohei Otani and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., unanimous choices for the AL and NL MVP awards. And really no surprises there. We expected uh, Acuna and also Otani. They had terrific seasons and hard to argue anybody else for those two awards. And it's just another opportunity to celebrate greatness for both guys. For For both of them, I mean, obviously didn't finish the season how they wanted to. Angels didn't even make the postseason. Braves uh, bowed out of the postseason a little earlier than they wanted to, of course. Uh, And now both of them heading into this next season uh, in very different avenues. I mean, of course, with Acuna, he knows where he's at. He's with the Braves, and he's with this organization that's committed to winning here right now. For Otani and his future, so uncertain. And of course, I mean, why would he sign it? But uh, of course, he denied the qualifying offer here recently, uh, and then now he's approaching free agency uh, as we know it but uh, what's going to happen here with the offseason of Shohei Otani moving forward I'm really excited about it fascinating isn't it yes I don't, I don't and I don't have an answer like I don't know what's going to happen with this offseason I'm so interested to see what happens the you, have last... any, you have any guesses on what you think might happen well I'm I'm going to stick with the LA Dodgers uh, that was my thought uh, you know this summer and I'm going to stick with that but I would say this uh, form of secrecy that Shohei Otani is exhibiting with his next location is unlike many that we see in any stardom for sports. I mean, think about the NBA, which sees superstars flip over all the time. You kind of know, well, at least when uh, LeBron went through his offseason before he went to L.A., everybody kind of knew it's either the Lakers or maybe he resigns with the Cavs or maybe goes back with the Heat. At least there's signs pointing that direction. Same with Kevin Durant, same with other stars like that. But this Otani news, you could throw out a couple guesses it's hard to pinpoint the exact one what would you guess if you had to pick a, a side for Shohei Otani at this point I've said Dodgers from the very beginning and I'm going to stick with that I, I really am especially after the surgery with Kershaw and in that situation now granted Otani can't pitch next year so whoever gets him is going to be out uh, as far as pitching goes just hitting but I just think he'd be perfect in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. I I, I really do. You have all the marketability already there. You have uh, the Japanese media, the the sports media that continues to follow him uh, almost like a circus uh, all the time, and I don't blame him. He's their most popular athlete in that entire country, so he they they have all the eyeballs on him. It would benefit uh, Otani to be in that location where he's already uh, developed a lot of stardom before the 
team in the Angels that seem like they have a ceiling right now. And with the Dodgers, the ceiling every single year, or the expectations, I should say, every year is to win a World Series championship. Now you're right. I can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, just like I can't wait to see what happens with the Thursday night football game. You know, the Bengals had won four in a row until they stumbled uh, against the Texans uh, last week at home. And now they find themselves having to go to Baltimore and take on a Ravens team that had also won four in a row until they stumbled against the Browns at home. So, so many striking similarities with these two teams. The Bengals started slower than the Ravens, but they really started to right the ship prior to their loss last week. I think this is going to be a really good football game. I hope so. I like both these teams a lot. I mean, how many times can we say two teams in the same division are both uh, Super Bowl contenders because that's what they really are? Bengals have, uh, I would think, Burrow is my number two quarterback in the league right now, right behind Patrick Mahomes. And then Lamar Jackson, you could argue, still a top five quarterback, maybe fifth if you had to do a one through five list uh, right now. And that just means that we're going to get high-level play from both these teams divisional rivals. Let's go. I'm excited for this one on Thursday Night Football. I am too, and I really have no idea. I mean, if I had, if, if you had asked me right now who's going to win this game, I'm going to say Cincinnati, just because I can't see the Bengals 500 and losing two in a row. I think that they can beat the Baltimore Ravens in a close game, and even if they do that, the Ravens are still 7-4, and four, and the Bengals would be 6-4. and four. So the Ravens would still have uh, a half-game lead on them, even if uh, they, they fall tonight. I think Bengals get on the Ravens early. I think Baltimore comes back in this game, and they win it close. I think the four-point spread uh, seems like a lot of points to give to the Ravens here. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Uh, some interesting inactives to note. Sam Hubbard not active for uh, the Bengals. That's going to be a tough one to lose. No T. Higgins tonight for the Bengals. And then on the flip side for the Ravens, they're missing their best corner, Marlon yeah. Humphrey. Who's guarding Jamar Chase tonight? He could have a field day. By the way, uh, we are going to have a field day tomorrow when we broadcast Sports Talk Live from the Don Haskins Center. So excited about that. It's going to be a terrific show. Uh, get started at 4 o'clock. We'll go right till 6.30. Countdown to tip off, and then I'll be with you along with Steve Yellen courtside at Don Haskins Center as we get ready for UTEP basketball with the Miners taking on Austin P. And uh, this is their first before they head to California for the uh, SoCal Classic. And this is actually the last time in a while that we'll get a chance to see this UTEP squad at home. Remember, they don't come back into town until they play that Texas A&M Corpus Christi game, which is actually on Wednesday, November 29th, so a little break in action for home games for the Miners, starting four in a row at the Don Haskins Center, taking a break next week to hit the road in L.A. and the West Coast, and then back home after that. So this is a good opportunity to see this team. Love it. Uh, Hey, thanks to Lane Frank. Thanks also to uh, Lee Sterling, who joined us earlier today on our 600 ESPN El Paso Rotor Ruder Hotline, and thank you to Carlos from the Better Business Bureau who stopped in as well. Dining deals tomorrow at 10 a.m. It'll be, again, $50 to Magic Bistro for just $25. It's on the must-read bar at 600ESPNElPaso.com. Enjoy the game, everybody. It's coming up next.